Would you please turn in the Bible to the book of Zechariah? Zechariah chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 1. And this is going to be a launch pad into somewhat of a, a remembrance of what we have learned together about Sha'al asking of God. And I, um, I couldn't remember exactly when it was that we first started to teach on that. And we had a seminar entitled Ask of Me, and it was back in 2008. Can you believe that? Wow, that was quite a, many years ago. But what, what the Lord has been doing recently for us is so many of the things that he has taught us over the years, he is now wanting us to apply them strategically. And this month, this seventh month of uh, this fast of feasting here in July, uh, I, I know that we begin this month talking about being heirs and joint heirs and asking God, Sha'al, for um, the, the heathen, for the nations as our inheritance. And I, maybe I'm a little bit slow, <laughs> but it was one of those things where we, we entered into this month with this already in motion, and now we're halfway through, and the Lord said very clearly that he wanted the rest of this month to truly be a month of prayer unlike anything that we've done. And so, as Monica articulated a few minutes ago, prophetically, we'll come this Wednesday to pray, and Sunday morning will be a morning of prayer. We'll be sending information out, either Marco Polo, you'll, you'll get an obligatory email from me, and we'll, we'll be talking about how we're going to do that, and um, we'll also be detailing how we'll basically be living out the Sha'al, um, measures, which is a kingly type of, of asking of God. You remember that from the teaching. There's a little booklet that you probably all have uh, where it speaks about from the intimacy of our commune with God and what we're known as before him when no one else is around. Uh, from that point of, of specific commune with him in the, in the secret place, we we then have, uh, out of that relationship, the authority that God would give to us based upon what he ordained us to be, and from that, then we ask. And I've been putting together a chart about um, the different variations of prayer that are found in the Old Testament and in the New, um, and how they all align together. This Sha'al principle is basically... A, re, a, a former telling of the, of the things that we studied about our affections and our understandings, the friend, the froneo, um, how that as we spend time with God, he gives us the ability to understand, and from that then we can speak forward the, 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 how with uh, our supplication before God, then he clarifies things, and then we ask out of that on the prosuke understandings. And it really does line up. It's not as neat as when we did the authority structures or the other things that, that we have studied where we were able to line them out with the full counsel of the word. But it is undeniably 
a continual theme for the Lord that this is how you partner with me, this is how you ask, and if you do ask, it's done. And so we're revisiting in this seventh month now, obviously, the principles of Sha'al. And as Les said a minute ago, boy, do we, do we need them. Do we need them? You know, I, I, as I said, you should be in Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1, just so you know that I'm, I, well, I'll read the verse here in a minute. Uh, we got back in town, and all of a sudden we were hit with these 100-plus degree forecasts. And there's just something about that. I know we live in Texas. You all know what we've experienced over the years. But if you're pressing 103, 104, 105 every day, that's just not what we've bargained for. And the Lord changed that many years ago, and I feel like the enemy is trying to reassert himself. And so on Wednesday, uh, we shared, let's all be in agreement that God will break this thing. And then the very next day, I don't know if you were <laughs> aware of this, but we, out of the blue, had this massive storms that were moving through. And uh, I, I, at about 11 o'clock, uh, right before I went up to do a thing with uh, the Brazilian people, I was walking out in the parking lot just giving praise to the Lord. The, 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 the neighbors probably thought I was nuts, but they probably already think that about all of you anyway. But there was cool breezes blowing, and I could hear the thunder, and uh, there was a mist of rain that was coming down. And I was just so grateful because I knew that was a gift from God. And I, and I said, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for this. This is just uh, another one of your miracles. And, you know, I, I was able to enjoy that for, for probably 10 or 15 minutes. I was just walking around looking at the lot, just giving praise to the Lord. And then all of a sudden it began to dawn on me that we really have entered into a new time frame in God's time. And it's not like the old days where we would ask of the Lord and he would change the weather system. We all live through it. And then we'd just have a drenching month in the middle of the summer, just record rainfall, cool temperatures. And I'm not saying God's not going to do that again. But we're entering into a time where the things that we read about in the, in the New Testament, in, the, in, the, uh, in the, it, the eschatological scriptures of the end times, where it talks about God's favor being on his people, God's favor being upon the nations that will turn to him, and God's judgment simultaneously being upon those who thumb their nose at God. That's my phrase. You Don't search for it. You're not going to find it. But, but those nations that partner with the demonic strategy for the end time. And I've really been praying about how God's going to do that. You know, the Israel wilderness wanderings, they had a cloud by day. And I don't know how God's going to do this for us, but it's in the Word. And God's going to provide for His people, I mean His people, when there may be others who are living just in hellish pursuits. They may look nice, they may say all the wonderful platitudes, but God's, God's displeasure is going to be shown there. I don't know how God's going to do it, but you know what? The Scripture speaks about that, and it is going to happen. And so I'm talking out in the back parking lot during the, in the wonderful weather that God gave us. And um, he said, you know, this is, I, he didn't say this audibly, but he said, this is a visitation for my, my children. And he said, it's not like 
it has been in the past, the way I've taught you and the way I've shown the saints about changing weather, weather patterns throughout the world in ph phenomenal ways. Um, there, this is a time of where my judgment is going to be coming, and it's, it's going to be a time where miraculously God's people are going to be preserved and protected, and his favor is going to be on them, but it's going to be in marked, uh, it, in marked difference to what's going on, even maybe across the city. I don't know how this is going to happen. I really don't. But I know it's in the Word. If you read it, you see it. And it's going to be a blessing for us as we walk before the Lord, but it's going to really irritate the people as if they're not irritated enough at those that are really walking close to God. And so I've been trying to process this, and I, I noticed in, in watching the news that in England right now there is incredible heat wave. In France, in the southwest, in the southern part of France, and into Spain, there are very high temperatures and a lot of fires. And, and my heart goes out to our Saints Network family that is particularly in, in France, our allies there. And I'm praying that God will exert this kind of Sha'al type of a blessing to, to them. And we, that's one of the things that we're praying about uh, over this remainder of this month. You know, I think it would be fair to say that, that God has given as a sign over what we as saints are, uh, rain and the thunder. He taught us about the voices, thunders, lightnings, earthquakes, the thunder which changes and restores atmospheres back to what they're supposed to be. He's taught us about that. He's shown us the, the vitality of it, the power of it. Uh, but it's, it's almost like now with that, we're in a totally new time frame where God is still going to do these kinds of things but not so much on the, the widespread basis as what we were calling forth decades ago because we've entered into a time where people are choosing in nations whether we will serve God or the demonic. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Um, I did kind of a cursory restudy of the Sha'al verses, and you know how we've taught things in the past. Uh, we've, we've tried to gain... The, the fundamental principle that the Spirit is teaching us. And we don't list every, every verse. Uh, we, we list the groupings. It's not that we ignore any verses, but we list what God means by a certain term. And there were a few verses that, as I was preparing those teachings, that I thought, you know, I don't really even know I know what this principle is because it's borne out in all these other scriptures, but I don't know how this applies to this verse. This is almost like a rhema type of a verse that will come into play at certain times, but it's not the norm. Does that make sense? And I was restudying this, and if you can do this for yourself. This is not the sermon, but there's a usage of Sha'al in the Old Testament that talks about a time when men would be holding their bellies as if they were giving birth and that they would act as if that's normal. And it talks about how God's judgment will be visited during that day 
And you'll just have to read for yourself to see how Sha'al fits in. But I think we're kind of in that day right now. And you can see how 20 years ago, I didn't really understand, how is this going to work? You know, what, what is this? Um, but, but I think that I think that God is really bringing us into uh, a point of, of really judicious applications of the authority that he's given us. And like Les, again, said earlier about a time where right is wrong and wrong is deemed to be right, um, I was listening to uh, the BBC on the way in this morning. I, I know you all think I just listen to Christian music and um, but every now and then I try to hear what, what's going on in the world. I was really concerned about the fires in France, honestly. And, and uh, they were talking about this leftist um, nonprofit who invested, I think, well over $10 million uh, to um, Jefferson's homestead in Virginia and also Montpelier where... Uh, James Madison's house was. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but they made a deal where they were going to invest this money in Monticello and in Madison's house. And the deal was that instead of the tours that many of you have already taken, I know I took my family there. We went through. The girls were so little they don't remember. But they totally changed what's being taught now in, in as you tour um, Monticello, Jefferson's, it's on the back of the nickel, um, and, and James Madison's place. And it, it basically trashes America and trashes the men, uh, those two presidents, and what they achieved. And I know, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of, of going back into different times of history and judging people then based upon the mores and the beliefs now. But it's just, it's just amazing to me that that such a thing would be happening in America. And, you know, it, they were giving examples of it, and I thought, that's disgusting. And I thought, I, I would not, you know, I was thinking about as a grandpa, you know, getting with Pastor Fabian and saying, well, maybe we should just take a big trip and go up there and introduce. We could even take April and, and AJ's girls and, and son, and we could just go up and see some of these places again. And I thought, I don't know that I'm going to go up there now. And, and, and it's really a time where there's cursing concerning the blessings that this country is. And um, I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, it just boggles my mind. But uh, you can add that to the list of other mind bogglers that are going on all over the world and how wickedness is being established and lies and false truths are, are there. And if there was ever a time where we need God's wisdom and God's strategic directive and what, what we can assert as declarations before the Lord, it's not just widespread anymore. It is tactical. It is strategic on behalf of the throne and on behalf of what's happening in the temple of the tabernacle. And as we as sons are partnering in our sha'al before the Lord, uh, we, we need this. So... You know, I was looking back on some of the things that the Sha'al references, and it, it speaks about uh, the divine connections around the world, not only the, the heathen becoming an inheritance. That's an ask of me. That's a Sha'al. But miraculous interventions where people are touched by God and brought into 
prominent positions, humble positions, but prominent positions. We need that. We need the wisdom to know where to go. We need, we need the wisdom to partner with the angelic. You know, God linked one of the verses that I didn't mention in the, in the little booklet because, again, it's, it's, it's a much broader theme, and it could, it, could, it could overtake the concept because people strain over things uh, sometimes and miss the whole point. And I, God didn't want that to happen. I certainly didn't. But there are Sha'al instances that reference how God created the heavenly host and how they were created to minister with alongside the Sha'al. We need that more now today than, than we did before. Um, and, and really, to get back to, some of you wondered if I was going to get, get here, to what Zechariah 10 says, ask, verse 1, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. And then it goes on to speak about the idols that have spoke vanity and diviners speak a lie and false dreams and, and those things that, that we're really living today. And then we go to verse 10, uh, verse 4, the 10-4 the, the campaign, uh, the corner, the nail, the battle bow, and every mighty man together. But it goes on from there. But I was thinking about over these past couple of weeks, and particularly while I was away, how that we, when we go out in ministry from now on, one of the things that we need to be praying before we come into any church or any conference is we need to ask God to send his, his latter rain and his former rain upon those meetings and upon those people. Uh, we've seen that happen over and over again. I don't need to regale a remembrance in the natural where God just broke through and changed the weather systems and poured out rain during the midst of drought around the world. We've seen that over and over and over and over and over again. But now it's time uh, for us to really believe for the outpouring of the rain of his spirit. Now, it's a funny thing about the rain of his spirit. We've talked about the rivers. We've talked about the wells. We've talked about other sources of water. But being from a city where, you know, you've seen Three Rivers Stadium, which is no longer there anymore, the, the Golden Triangle where the Allegheny and the Monongahela come to form the great Ohio River, uh, we don't lack, we didn't lack rain up there. We didn't ever lack water. It was just there. And, but one thing I know about the rain, when the rain comes, all those other sources of water become engorged. They, they just happen. And one of the favorite things, when we'd get a big rain, we'd go up to Mount Washington and stand up there and watch the way those rivers just are inflated in size and how fast they move and how pure the water looks. And so all the other factors that we really have studied about and participated in, like the river of God and the wells and, and all the other factors that we've studied in the Scripture, when the rain of the Spirit falls, all of those are accentuated in, in dynamic ways, and subsequently the miracles that God will do are, are, um, are going to be just phenomenally seen among us. 
But the rain does something else. The rain of the Spirit, I think we got kind of a mist of that this morning. It just absolutely invigorates the atmosphere. And it makes people feel as if they need to commit themselves, the former and the latter rain. One is for planting, one is for harvest. And so you have people that, because of the rain, will be willing to give themselves to God and, and to sow in obedience seeds of faith. But there are also going to be a lot of fruit that is harvested in the midst of the meetings. And, and I, I really feel, no matter how we've prayed this in the past and no matter how, how many times we've seen this manifest in the past, this is going to be an ongoing addition now to what we believe God for based upon the Sha'al, that in these latter times, we are asking God to pour out His rain, His former and His latter rain in the midst of every, every meeting and every gathering that God arranges. And so I think, and I know this very clearly, that God in his line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, understanding of this Sha'al is taking us into a, a, a heightened dimension of understanding, a heightened measure of authority in using these things because we've been faithful in the smaller ways of this, and now he's giving a rulership in a, in a broader way than we've known, a more strategic, a more tactical tactical application of it. But those, it, it's really gone between from God teaching us line upon line into what a precept is. Remember what that is. That is a, a sonship training and a sonship understanding where it's a doctrinal base. And then you have rhema moments here a little, there a little, God gives. And, and we're really into with this topic of Sha'al putting into application further understandings of what that deep commune is with God, where he urges our heart to ask Sha'al for things. And then when that happens, it's in a partnership with him, according to his timetable, unlike anything we've known. And so this month of Sha'al, and again, this is the way God does things, you know, it's a to do and to teach. So many times God leads us into things. And in fact, I think so many of the things that we've learned over the years have been because God led us into them. We were willing to do it. And then we noticed, oh, why is everybody on their face? Let's study about that. Oh, that's proscuneo. But we were doing it for months before God really gave us an understanding. And, and I think that God has kind of done that with us this month where we began by teaching about the inheritance. And now we're midway through the month, and God says, and I really know this is what he's saying, you need to truly devote yourself to being a people of prayer over these next two weeks and, and really to ask of me for clarity as to what I really need to hone in your understanding and in your sensitivity in the spirit, so that as you ask me, you are really in lockstep with my timetable and what I've prophesied about these days and how I want to use these things. And I think that's a specialist type of thing. We know this in other ways in life, don't we? You know, you, you may, this is an illustration, and I know we believe in healing, but Let's talk about doctors. You go to a general physician, and they're skilled, and they're schooled. 
but then you may encounter something through their detecting that says, you need to go to a specialist. And then you go to somebody who specializes in a specific thing that's in a deeper measure of application than what that GP is really skilled to do. They could give it a, a shot, but in many ways that's what they do. They could give it a guess, but you go to somebody that's more specific. And so that's the way people are trained. And I think that God, in this regard, as we are spending time with him in, in intimate relationship, he's going to give us a specialization understanding of this Sha'al. And, and so what I will undoubtedly do is I'll type a flow pattern up. And um, we, we'll be praying about this on Wednesday in, in regard to wisdom, which is a, Monica mentioned this, it's a major, ask of me, and I'll, what, what do you want? And Solomon said, I, give me wisdom. And then God says, because you didn't ask for the heads of your enemies or for treasures or for any other thing, uh, and ask wisdom, I'm going to give you that wisdom, but I'm going to give you everything else too. Uh, we need God's wisdom. We need to know where he says go, when he says go, uh, what to do when we're there and what not to do. We've tried to follow that in the past, and we've been, uh, God knows, we've been willing and obedient in that. But there's a specialization that's coming that is necessary for these times, and um, we need to ask God for that. We need to ask him to, to lead us in that way. And, um, and there's a whole host of other groupings that I wrote down on my Southwest Airlines uh, note sheet here. Um, and, and I'll put them together, what we should be focusing on beyond Wednesday, what we should focus on this coming Sunday, what we should focus on going toward the end of the month where Communion Sunday is really at the tail end of the month as it always is. And this is a good time for us. It's, it's a wonderful time for us to share together, but it's a time of really coming into alignment with the heart of the Father again and, and receiving an impartation of understanding and receiving uh, a, a heightened capacity to function in this way. These, these are heady things that God promises in these Sha'al verses. These are amazing things issued at critical moments in the Old Testament history. And um, I, I think that, I think that this, is just, this, this, this is just a red-letter moment for us. And I'm, I'm truly looking forward to what God's going to do. So, we come back to square one. Um, today, we look at this Zechariah 10.1. And we, we are asking God to do something in this really, not just here in our country, not just here in our beloved city, but in places that are far away from us, but places that we have an affinity for uh, amongst the saints. Uh, what do you want to do about this weather pattern, Father? How are, in light of the judgment, that is being released. How do you want to focus? Now, I know the Bible says the rain falls on the good and bad. I know those verses. But we're entering into a new time frame, and I need to know, we need to know what to do. And there's one other verse that I felt 
regarding this morning, and that's found in Psalm 122, verse 6, where it says, to pray Sha'al for the peace of Jerusalem. And we've taught on this in the past, and um, but I think that really does speak about what God's doing in the end time. I mean, we're not, I, I just want to say this. If you read what the scripture says, no matter how hard you pray, we're not going to remove the city of Jerusalem from climactic moments that are coming. I mean, it's just in the word. So um, if we think that we're just going to pray hard enough and Israel's going to be spared, uh, you know, it, you cannot pray away what God prophesies in regard to the end time. You just can't do it. But what is the peace of Jerusalem or the city of peace? What is that? It's the full, what is peace? It is the fulfillment of what God said he's going to do. And so when you sha'al for the peace of Jerusalem in these days where so many crazy things are happening geopolitically, um, there are decisions that are being made right now that are, I shudder when I think about the, the backroom deals that are being done with Iran and whatever was agreed upon over there in Saudi Arabia these past few days. And, you know, none of it bodes well for Israel. It just doesn't. <laughs> and I don't want to turn this into a political forum, but if we are sha'aling for the peace of Israel or for Jerusalem, what are we actually praying for? It's for the Father to fulfill what he has ordained through the end of the eschatological scriptures and how his purpose is going to be revealed. And a lot of that has to do with what you and I do as saints. A lot of that has to do with what you and I partner with the Lord regarding our role as an intercessor and how we can be in prayer and be praying the mysteries of God and hearing from God at every point in the timetable of the Lord for what is coming. These are going to be wonderful days for the saints, but we can't be messing around. We've got to be strategic, and we're going to be blessed. We're going to be delighted in the Lord, but we've got to be precise in Him. So as we shout for the peace of Jerusalem, there are a lot of things that are happening right now. And uh, the positioning, I don't need to go through them all, but the positioning of China and what Russia is doing and what they're not doing, what Iran is trying to do, what all of those nations in that Arab Spring are doing, and what Israel itself is doing. Um, you can go nuts trying to keep up with that and updating all your prophecy charts. It's better just to learn how to sha'al for the peace of Jerusalem. And, and that really does encapsulate all that God has prophesied from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world, and how it's all going to culminate back to when Christ sets his feet on the Mount of Olives. Our praying for the peace of Jerusalem is in conjunction with all of those specific moments, those junctures where God's timetable is being revealed. Remember, God doesn't do anything without first searching for an intercessor. You know that. Whenever God's going to do something significant, according to what Amos says, 
he says that he always speaks it first to his friends, those that are prophetically inclined. And that's you. And that's you. And that's where we are. That's why the saints are so necessary in the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation. And that's why the saints in both of those passages are so absolutely detested by the demonic system. And we don't fear that, but we recognize the necessity of it, don't we? And so, as we sha'al for the peace of Jerusalem, that verse really means that we are to be uh, cognizant of the fact that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. A lot of it, just as humans, as Americans, we may not like as we see happening. I sure don't like it. But what I do is I love the Lord, and I know that I've got to partner with him regardless of what it may look like in the natural because we walk by faith and not by sight. So, as we pray today about this crazy weather pattern, I, do, I am believing that God is, he's already given a great visitation right off the bat. I mean, that was phenomenal. And he is in control of this. But I, I, I want to know I want to understand, and I know you do too, what kind of spiritual warfare is actually being exerted right now? And what kind of, you know, the, the, the Lord said that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. And we talked about how that means it's kind of like a tug of war. It's kind of like a king of the hill kind of a thing. Not, but, but, you know, that game we used to play. And... Uh, and it's, it, it, the enemy tries to push in, and then he's pushed back, and you're holding your ground. That principle is there, but there's some other factor on a higher level in the Lord that's being exerted right now. And it's not as simple as it was during the many times that we have asked God, and he's totally come in and changed things. There's something different going on right now. Same God same authority, but something different. And that was what I was hearing the other morning in those 75 degrees with the breeze and the mist uh, when it was supposed to be 105, according to what the meteorologi meteorologist said. Um, so these are really wonderful moments for us as saints and as intercessors. So as we devote ourselves over these next couple of weeks, beginning with today where we're asking God for this not only natural rain but the supernatural impartation where we ask for that former and latter uh, and as we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem which is just in the great theater of operations around the world and in the heavens we need an impartation of the spirit and and coming then on the heels of that into asking God for wisdom and asking him for clarity as to where we take the light into the darkness. Uh, we need that this Wednesday night. So I pray that we will all be willing and obedient to that call to prayer. But the issue is not just to gain insights, but to submit ourselves for this enhanced demonstration of Sha'al and that capacity that God wants to impact us with. You've been faithful in it to this point. Now he's taking it up a notch. And we need to be changed. You know, the Bible speaks about that. We're changed from glory to glory. 
whatever assignment God's throne gives us, as that comes to a point of fruition, then there's a point of changing, and there's a new dimension of how we partner with God in His glory. And we've been in transition, but I think the transition we've been in is into a season of transitions. And so that's a good thing, but we need to not be caught off guard by it as if some strange thing is happening. This is God's way. He does move in mysterious ways, His strange ways, His wonders to perform. But we just need to stay as close to Him, as sha'ald with Him as possible. It's His invitation. Um, we, we've, uh, we've been privileged to walk with Him and, uh, and seen His victories and His amazing miracles over these years. And now... He's inviting us to come up higher or to go deeper, as it were. And that's the focus of these next two weeks of prayer. So let's be in prayer today. Let's give him thanks throughout the day for the fact that he's in control of the weather. And whatever this represents spiritually, whatever type of warfare is going on, um, I, I will say one thing. I'm finished. Uh, some of you probably thought I was 15 minutes ago. But um, I had a very strange dream last night. It was so bizarre. Um, it, so many of us were in this massive facility, this structure that I knew represented this church. And I was walking through different buildings, and I would see different ones of you and others that we know. And we were just really happy in the Lord, and we were seeing almost discovering new building additions and things that we've known were there, and now suddenly here's a debut of them, and it was just massive. And I knew that this represented where we were, but the odd, strange thing that I saw was that at the very end, there were two men who came to me that I knew were representative of the kingdom, and they were leading me to places where atrocities had happened, where individuals had been murdered and sacrificed to try to stop even in, the, even in a found, some foundational rooms under these structures, and I'd look in, and it would almost be disgusting, and I'd recoil back. And uh, the, the one angel on the left would, would say, we, we need to clean this out. We need to clean this out. It tried to destroy, but it will not succeed. And I don't think we realize how much has come against this thing that all of us have partnered with God to welcome and, and, and as intercessors, as saints, you've invested into this over the years. And I don't think we, I know we're aware of some of the heinous things that have been done uh, to try to stop what God uh, is doing. But I'm not sure we're really aware of all of the, of the things that the enemy has done in secret, uh, even to the degree of human sacrifice. I saw it. I still see it right now. But I'm thankful that the angels are, were saying, we're going to clean this up. Now, I don't know what all that means, but I think we're emerging into a new dimension, a new reality of partnering with the Lord. And, and I think that, as is so often the case, you know, with Moses, remember, God said, I'm going to cover you with the palm of my hand. My glory is going to pass by. You may not know everything that's going on. You won't. But when I've moved by, I'll remove my hand, and you'll see. I think we're at that moment. It's not a conclusion, but it's, it's a significant moment of this transition that God's been saying. 
And I know, I know, I want to give thanks to the Lord on, on your behalf and on behalf of all of our saints' family that God alone has been able to guide us through this. Uh, many of the afflictions of the righteous have been, but God has delivered us out of them all. And uh, I, I'm so grateful for the new day that God is giving us the opportunity to partner with him in. But with that, we're being invited by God to come for the rest of this month and beyond. We're going to keep on praying. But this is a visitation of Sha'al. And um, so, as Monica said earlier, let's be, let's be in prayer Leading up to Wednesday, you'll be hearing um, from directives, but um, it, it'll all make sense. But our focus is don't wait till Wednesday to start praying. Let's start praying now. Let's spend time before the Lord now. Let's be obedient to whatever he's asking of us in the measure of fasting now. And, um, you know, it's, it's just it's good to be serving the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness to us. That's been a predominant theme of the day. It was part of the, so much a part of the worship and what was spoken in Sunday school and in the prayer times. And I thank you for your goodness to us and for your love for us. Thank you for allowing us uh, to, to walk with you. And thank you for the way that you and your mercy have led us and used us to this point. But now, Father, we come before you that we would present ourselves for the days that are ahead, that we would fulfill the calling that you've given us as, to, as people and that you would fulfill the calling that you've given to us as individuals. Uh, may we come behind in no measure of grace and may we not surrender, let any person take out of our hands the things that you have given and entrusted to us. Let us be good and faithful servants. And let us be what you have ordained for us to be. So as we initiate this continuation of the month, guide us in our intercession. Uh, we, we, we're willing. Lead us, we pray. And let us do what's pleasing in your sight. So I ask a blessing over every person that is here. And to our again, to all of our Saints Network family joining with us today. Uh, bless, I speak blessing. And I speak in alignment with what your eternal will is for each of us. Let us serve you and help our ears to hear what your spirit is saying to this ecclesia. And we thank you for it, Father, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you all. Thanks for joining. And I feel sorry for those who are joining us online because you're not going to have the privilege of being able to go and say hi to April and AJ and, and to see the kids as they come spilling back in and see Bev's bright smile. You just won't see that, but all of us will. So have a good day wherever you are, and let's just enjoy what God is doing here. Oh, I almost forgot. Today is Kelly's birthday. And Wednesday is Sister Madden's birthday. So we say happy birthday to you. And we're inviting you for this time of fellowship into the saints' room. Let us have a bunt cake. So it's in there. 
So it'll help us to fellowship with the Davidsons even more. So happy birthday, Kelly. Happy birthday, Sister Madden. And uh, God bless you all. Thank you for reminding me of that.